Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Walker. Each week, I get to talk to amazing women about their epic adventures in motherhood. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Epic Mom Podcast. My guest today is Amanda Miller, mother of two small children and super active outdoor enthusiast. And we just have the best conversation about um, adapting and overcoming. I think that is our main theme today. So enjoy my conversation with Amanda. Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. Today, our guest is Amanda Miller. And Amanda, we haven't known each other very long, just a Maybe two years. Two years? Yeah. Two years. Um, and we used to live around the corner from each other, but now a little further, but still we're friends. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. My name's Amanda Miller. I'm 30 and a mom of two. And uh, my I have a three-year-old. He just turned three and a three-month-old. And I love the outdoors and I love to hang out with my kids, play at the parks, go on walks. Anything outside with my kids, we're pretty, pretty happy. That's awesome. So how has been, how's the transition from one to two children gone? It's been easier than expected. Everyone told me it was a nightmare. But oh, really? Everyone said <laughs> yeah. it was hard? Everyone said it was hard. Oh, I think two to three is harder yeah. than oh. one to two. Well, I was told it was the worst, so it's been a really pleasant transition. What a relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. You just expect the worst, and then when it's not yeah. that, it's awesome. We've been, we've been doing great because I expected just horribleness. <laughs> Was was Sam a hard baby? No, he just... Both my kids don't sleep, so I don't sleep. But I think that's just my trial in life is with the kids is yeah. I don't sleep. But both my kids are pretty good. Molly had just had a milk allergy, but once we figured that out, or a dairy allergy, she was fine. So she's so, been doing good since then. Yeah, she's been great. How did you figure that out? Poop. Her blood poop. and her poop. Yeah. Blood and poop. Oh, Bloody poop. That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, so I, it was shocking. I woke up and she had a lot of blood in her poop and I had to take her to the doctor right away and they ran some tests and yeah, and then the rest is history. We're on really top of the line Primo formula. The expensive life. kind, yes, right? the expensive <laughs> kind that breaks, breaks the bank, so. <laughs> but she's happy and healthy she's now. She's happy, healthy. Sam has no food allergies. He's starting to like food, so... Ah, because at the beginning, his diet was what? Just like cookies and chocolate, as I recall. Chocolate chips and cookies and occasionally a hot dog. (laughs) I love it. So now he's he's eating other things. Yeah. See, there's hope for moms out there who have picky eaters. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Just let your kids eat what they eat to survive and it'll take care of itself is what my theory (laughs) is. that what you did? Yeah. And then we just would try to introduce other foods. So right now, my husband and I are trying a, it's called the macro lifestyle. Just, What's this? You count calories and you count proteins and fats and, and try and balance it. I have hypothyroidism, and so I have to eat, was it 40% of my daily diet is carbohydrates, 30% is proteins, and 30% is healthy fats. And so we're trying that. But when we're, since we've tried that, Sam has liked more and more food. So now he eats broccoli and grapes and bananas and... Like healthy things. Like healthy things, yes. Which he never ate before, even though we ate them, so... Wow. It's benefiting all of us. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We're shocked every time he puts something new in his mouth. (laughs) 
And he's three. Yeah, I just turned three a week ago. Yeah, my little brother was a super picky eater. But unfortunately, the way that was handled was more of a force feed situation. And it created a lot, I think, of, of frankly, emotional scarring for him and the rest of us that had to watch it. And so when my oldest Jacob was a baby, and he was, he was kind of picky. He wasn't, it wasn't like Sam. Like, he would try other things, but still, he didn't have a wide variety of food he was willing to eat. Yeah. And um, because of my experience with my brother, I just went way back. I'm like... We'll offer it to him if he wants it. And our the best thing we ever did was say, oh, no, you can't have this. It's mom and dad food. <laughs> so then before he ever liked any, like, normal kid food, he liked, you know, sushi and shrimp and <laughs> all these other yummy cool. treats that mom and dad would, we would buy for our date nights at yeah. home. And then we'd be like, oh, no, this is for us. And, of course, it made him want it. Yeah. So... That's a really good tactic. Yeah, that kind of works. But I love that. I love that it like just relaxing about it has worked for Sam too. I think that's awesome. Yeah, we just. I'm not. I'm not super stressor about. About it, he'll figure it out. I'll he's not going to starve. No, he's not. He is definitely not starving. <laughs> what do you What do you think has been one of your biggest challenges, um, in motherhood? Even like before Molly came, before, or even even since. Molly? Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk challenges one, one child mom and ta- challenges a two child mom. Okay. Challenges with a one child mom as a one child mom was loneliness. A lot of, we had just moved from Iowa to Minnesota two months before Sam was born. And, um, and I was alone during the birth, during everything. Not that I, I don't want people at the hospital. I think to me that's weird. But, no, but your husband was there. My husband was there. But like friend-wise, I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. And then I went from working. I was a teacher. So I went from working full-time with being with kids, being with other adults, to staying at home, being alone with an infant who doesn't talk, who doesn't interact, who just poops and pukes and breastfeeds and you know so I went from super interactive and social and that's my nature is I'm just a social person to being 100% alone for 12 hours a day because my husband worked long hours so that was my challenge with baby number one what did you do about it what did I do like how did you overcome that or did did, was it just a time of your life that you were just lonely um so I tried to get super active in my well I, I am a super active member of my church and um and so I tried to get more active with people trying to, but it was, they were an older generation. And so it was hard. We didn't really mesh well, which is not anyone's problem. We tried, but just, just like, the circumstances didn't, didn't click. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I volunteered a lot. I would, I helped at a, an adult day center and I could take Sam with me. They allowed me to, to take him with me. And I helped I helped people do art therapy. These adults that can't really take care of themselves. I helped That's them so do cool. art, and I just like yeah, I just look for different things to do and people to serve. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was the main thing that would get me out of the house at least once a week, and it was something to look forward to once a week. And I bet they loved having Sam come. It was fun. He slept through most of it. <laughs> right. Oh, he was tiny, right? He yeah. was really, really small. And then as soon as he could crawl and walk we'd go on walks to the park and then I'd meet other moms and small kids but he was born in January so it was the middle of winter in Minnesota it was frigid (laughs) it seems like maybe that's kind of just a lonely season of 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 a place to live like yeah right because you it's just cold you can't go out yeah and And unless you have good friends 
you don't want to like just go over and sit in anybody's houses yeah if you don't know anybody really well yeah I remember when I was like a young mom and Jacob was little he was under two years old and I had gone from working full-time and going to school full-time we moved to a new place I didn't know anybody and this um, young mom of three little kids or maybe four they lived around the corner and she would just let me come and hang out her at her house and at the time I just felt so thankful that she was willing to just let me sit in her mess and she could be doing laundry or making dinner and we just visit and um, Jacob would either be with me or sleeping or playing with her little kids or something but it was such a blessing to me and I think what a simple thing that was probably for her for me I could think it would be simple to have somebody come over and just hang out but um, yeah, that can help a lot. It did, yeah, it does help a lot. I've realized that being a mom, momming is easier with a another woman. <laughs> it is. We need each other. We do need right? each other. And as yeah, as soon as I found that friend, like your friend who just let you let you sit, we would go out on adventures. And so then we moved from Minnesota to Alabama, and that loneliness kicked in again. And so I was on the hunt for another friend. <laughs> yeah, and you found and one. Tons of friends. Tons There's of friends. Tons of good people down here. Yeah. So moved to Alabama. Well, and then you also joined a soccer team, right? Joined a soccer team, yeah. Became the a youth leader in our church and introduced me to a bunch of different women and moms of the girls and, yeah, it was, I was had a lot of friends thrown my way and stuck. So that's so great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so I love though that you like put yourself in positions to go find some. Yes. By going out and serving, by joining your soccer team, by being active in your church. Like, I think we can't just assume that it's going to happen. No, you can't wait for that neighbor to knock on your door and say, hey, let's be friends. You've got to be that neighbor is what I've discovered. Yeah. So how do you be that neighbor? I'd be bold. (laughs) I'd be bold. I'd be bold. I'd be bold. I am bold. I am bold. So my husband, his first two years of employment, he was on this rotational um role so every six months to a year he would switch jobs and we would move and um and a lot of people moved down to Alabama on this rotational position and and if they were married and had a wife or had a wife with kids or whoever I would text them call them and say hey I I know you're moving here this sounds creepy (laughs) but I'm here if you need me what do you need help with do you need moving you know and I'd also like to be your friend and I'd throw that in there it was very it was bold, and so I'd meet people through my husband's work and through church. And so I just, I just put myself out there. If I'd see a neighbor walking down the street, I'd say, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'd talk to him. So I kind of sound stalkerish, you know. I was just always no, on I the don't hunt think so. for You're a friend. Just... I was just, all, I was hunting. I was yeah. hunting for friendship and for. For that, that it's a good recipe though what you've what you've said is a good recipe if you're in that position and it yeah. and it can be intimidating but did you ever have anybody answer you like you are weird I don't want to be your friend did they ever say that to you no it was never no. that but it See? was more of like a ghosted like they never texted back or or which is okay which too is totally fine because you're gonna get rejection well and then life. and then you realize that those people are not your people because the kind of people that you want to cultivate in your life are the kind that are going to be reciprocal to that and be excited exactly. that you reached out and happy, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, so, you can't you can't be friends with everyone. So no. I've, dis- I've I've discovered that. I mean, I knew that, but rejection hurts, but 
not everybody's on. gonna yeah. like you. Not everyone's gonna like you, and not that's everyone's a, that's a hard lesson. So, <laughs> I struggle with lesson. that lesson because I'm really cool, right? <laughs> I'm really Why cool. wouldn't everyone want to like me? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with all of this, so it was a hard lesson. But as soon as you get over that fear of, you know, no one's gonna, no, not everyone's gonna want to have you come over to their house or come to your house and just sit. So, yeah. As soon as I got that, life was good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So then recently, your husband has changed jobs, and you've moved, although in the same city, but still a new congregation at church and a new area of neighborhood to learn. And So how's that going? Oh, a new baby, all at once. Yeah, you decided to do the most stressful things in life all at the same time. Yeah, within 30 days, my husband switched jobs, we moved houses, and we had a baby. (laughs) So, and that... I was a basket case for about 45 of those days. So, but, but I, you just adapt and overcome. And I think that's motherhood as well as you just adapt and overcome and realize it's okay to struggle, call on your friends to help you. And then you just press forward. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, but my new congregation is, is good. I haven't met a lot of people they weren't as as inviting as when I first moved down here um, but we're working on it it's, it's gonna take me putting myself out there again and so it's still work it's work whether you move in the same city or into a different state it's a lot of work to move and yeah not be lonely <laughs> and get your networking <laughs> yeah back in place and yeah I mean at least you're not too far from other dear friends you've already made no, no, but with the holidays, so moved in November with Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, I went on vacation, they went on vacation, you know, so we haven't seen each other and we've lost that contact, but with the with everything over, hopefully it yeah gets back to how it was. It gets was. back to. Yeah. So how has the adjustment for baby number two been? The adjustment with baby number two has been awesome, um, mostly because I didn't have to breastfeed. <laughs> So are you, you're not missing that. I am That's not like a relief. missing that. And That's I so know great. that there's a lot of moms that love it. I was not one of those moms that loved it. And it's really saved my sanity to not have to be attached to her. I could go and play bunko. I, you know, I've done my bunko league. I'm going to start up with my soccer league. And so I've had my independence. I love being with my kids, but I also love being able to go and do. And I miss that. Um, I miss that freedom when I had Sam. But with Molly, it's I've got freedom. Yeah, you should leave her with dad. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so, and then I think it's, yeah, it's just increased that love. I know that breastfeeding for a lot of moms increases love with your child, but not having to breastfeed her increased my love. I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so great. Well, every every mom's experience is different. And I think, Absolutely. and I, I love that you're like, Hey, this is this is my story, and it's different than yours, and you're good with it. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, I just wasn't willing. I'm a Wisconsin girl, and I was not willing to give up dairy. So that is why I had to give up breastfeeding. I did not want to give up cheese and milk. There you go. <laughs> Chocolate. <And> Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Molly, but well, she's clearly happy and healthy. So she's happy and, healthy, and and I'm happy and healthy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. So, what challenges have you have you faced since? Since having Molly? My number one challenge, my love language is quality time. And that's how I show love is quality time. You know I love you if I want to be with you, basically. <laughs> and so Sam is also a quality time kid. And so it's been a, a struggle for me to split time 
Molly is not super needy, but she's a baby. But she's a baby. And she has needs. And, and Sam just wants me to play with him 24-7. So the hardest thing has been time. <laughs> time and part of that is, do you think because he is so accustomed to, for some, you know, his whole life so far, you've been his only playmate, his main source of entertainment and interaction every day, all day. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. is, uh, I think, 100%. <laughs> the yeah. issue is, and to share it has been, it's it's not even been a struggle, but he's wanted more time. He's he's missed our 100%, but he is the best big big brother. He and likes Molly. He loves Molly, and oh, I was good. so worried because before she was born, he was he went through this mean streak for a couple months, hitting and kicking and and just mean words <laughs> from a two-year-old mean words hurt and uh and I really thought that was gonna be my biggest struggle but she came out and he's loved her and his her, her so biggest great. protector and advocate and gives her bottles when she's crying and comes and gets me yeah she he's just great and so I think I think and mostly I think it's mom guilt on my part for the time with Sam he's sure. not struggling he's not <clears throat> suffering but I just want to give him more yeah so. i think that's a, a mom guilt for their entire lives just be prepared yes <laughs> that you're, you're constantly thinking am i meeting all their needs i need to do more yes yeah then my other struggle was remembering to change sam's diaper <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a stupid goal or a stupid problem but he but no, I, you know, I don't think once they're that age you do kind of especially when you are so preoccupied with an infant. Yeah. That requires so much specific one-on-one. Yeah, I change so many of Mo- I change all of Molly's diapers during the day and it's like 20. And so by the time I'm finished changing all of hers, I forget that I have a second child who refuses to be potty trained right now. He's not interested. <laughs> He's not interested at all. And and I just he'll so he'll come up to me being like, "Mom, I need a diaper change." And like, oh, yeah. Whoopsie, sorry, sorry, here I come. <laughs> well, he's probably on his way to being interested if he's coming to ask to be changed. We're working on it. That's a good yeah. sign, We're right? We're working on yeah. it. I'm trying to tell him, you got to yeah. tell me. You got to tell me what you want. You got to tell me when you have to pee. And, but don't yeah. quite register. I um, read a book on the recommendation, I think, of my mom. I'm pretty sure my mom recommended it. But it's um, Toilet Training in Less Than a Day. And I didn't buy the book. I rented it. I checked it out from the library. And I didn't do everything in the book. Yeah. Because it had a thing where you have like a little portable potty that you bring into the kitchen. So like the child is never more than like four feet away from a potty. And I was not about that. For me personally, I'm like, no, we have three bathrooms in this house. You can get to one of them. I have confidence (laughs) that you can make it. But the other, but the other tenants of it. I I liked and so for all of my kids I used that the philosophy behind it which yeah. basically is just like you just that's all you do for a day and for some of the kids it was like a two day deal but usually yeah. by the end of the week we were done if they're ready so once totally they're ready it totally works because... but if they're not ready and so and with one of my girls I tried it it didn't work and I'd already done it a few times so I knew the the system worked yeah. so then I called my mom I'm like well I scar this child for life if I put her back in diapers and she's like, I think it will scar her for life more if her mom loses her mind. Yeah. I'm like, done, diapers. Yeah. Here. And I waited another six months and then it was easy. So yeah. I think you're right. Just when they're ready, they're ready. He's such a smart kid. So I know that when he wants it, yep. he'll be able to do it. And so I'm not pushing it. But and I'll- the fact <laughs> is, it's a power, it's, it, you don't want it to become a power struggle yeah. because they have all the power. 
And then it's a problem. In that situation, they have all the power, so then you just don't, don't, yeah. So I think just wait until they're ready. You are wise. We are, we're going to try peeing on rocks this summer. Get them excited about. There you go. He's going to have a pee rock outside. (laughs) Just teach him to go outside. Boys are easier that way. Oh, we're going to try because right now he doesn't even get the concept of how. How it all works. works. How it works. He'll get it. He will. And when he's ready, he's ready. As soon as he's ready, he's smart enough, it'll be a day. It will. It'll be a day. Yeah. But he's not interested in it. Well, and you need to be ready, too. Like, to be able to, like, put your life on hold for a couple of days and plan to stay home for about a week. Yeah. Where they, you know, and then then my biggest struggle, (laughs) once I ever toilet trained a child... Would be to remind them to go before we'd leave the house. Oh. Every time we'd leave the house. Because I just struggle. Right? Because I just wouldn't think (laughs) about it. And then we'd be in the car and I'm like, oh man, I forgot to ask them. And fortunately, none of my kids had like public restroom fright. But if they did, that would be a real problem. So anyway, yeah. I did remember when my fifth one was ready to be toilet trained, I was like, can I just flip a switch? I have proved that I know how to teach a child to do this. Can I just flip a switch on this child and not have to do it myself? It'd be so great. So. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's not my favorite. But there are other wonderful things. Of course there are. Right. Motherhood's great. Motherhood's great. Did you always want to be a mom? I didn't. I mean, I did, but I didn't. I didn't grow up being the babysitting type. Never yeah. really loved babysitting. Never really desired to hold babies. <laughs> this probably yeah. sounds awful, but no, I it doesn't. Never, no. I knew I wanted to be a wife and a mother, and I knew that being a stay-at-home mom would be the best thing for my children. But I never envisioned it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, when it happened, it was it was shocking. It was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what part was shocking? Well, the loneliness with my first kid that we've already discussed and just everything that a mom needs to know from first aid to diets to sleep schedules to being their educator to being their maid to being <laughs> their chauffeur their when they chauffeur, get older. Even, <laughs> even now, like my kids are only three and three months. So it's just. Yeah. It's, so what have you done to overcome the shock? Like what resources? Adapt and overcome. I, <laughs> adapt and overcome. <laughs> adapt and overcome. I don't. Literally, that's been my motto since Sam was born. Um, I love it. What have I? I haven't really read a bunch of books because I just reading is or time is so precious. You'd rather read something I, you read, enjoy. Yeah, read something <laughs> right. I enjoy. So I, when I need help, I'll call somebody who or talk to somebody who I trust. Yeah, and I'll ask for advice. Um, I'll, or I'll read a blog or because those are shorter than books. Right. Um, and I just try and fail and try again and fail and try again and succeed. And then another problem happens and I'll try and, you know, just that same pattern. Adapt. <laughs> yeah. Kids are super <laughs> resilient and hardy. <laughs> yes, they are. And thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. So, yeah. I, that, I just try and try again. Just keep trying. And do you have um, some mentors, some moms that you that you feel like you've learned from and look well, up I've to? I've learned from you, and I've oh, learned... that's so nice to say. You... That's very you. kind. I was not fishing for a compliment <laughs> no, there. I was like, you. I know that your mom is awesome. You've talked about her a lot, but yeah. that's so kind. Thank you. You're welcome. My mother is great. I use my mom a lot. My older sister, I use her a lot too. Um, then I've got a couple other friends who. Um, 
who we ask questions about. It's a safe zone where we know we're not judging. We have very different parenting styles, but like, I can't get my kid to sleep through the night. What do you What do? did you do? For sure. Or I can't, my kid is really mean. So Sam went through that mean streak like I talked about. And then I have another friend who who is pregnant with their second and... He is even meaner than Sam. Oh, he's even meaner. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, what's going on? And you're like, like, oh, it's a stage apparently. It's just a Sam did it too. Sam, <laughs> Sam was awful. And now he's great again. And it'll yeah. he'll bounce back. You know, and so it will, we're just, it's a safe zone when we talk about parenting. You know, that is a gift that we can give other moms is not, not to criticize, not to judge one another, but be like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've never had that struggle but I've had these other struggles. Yeah. And so, cause yeah. yeah, if we can just be, we need each other. So if we can we be a resource do. and kind to one another, that's even better. Moms need other moms. Definitely. Just to help. Just, just to, to help. Ideas. And you know, even yeah. if your idea doesn't work for us, it, it, it's a release to let it out of your system yeah. and say, huh, I'm really struggling. <laughs> well, this is one of the reasons why I've wanted to do this podcast is just to encourage moms to realize like, it's hard and fantastic and yeah. you've got this and you can do it. And if we can support each other and we can get some support from each other through a podcast, then yay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's great. I think what you're doing is great. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity. Plus I'm learning a ton from other moms. So yeah. that for me is a benefit. Yeah. And if it can be a legacy for my daughters to listen to when they hit motherhood, then I think that's even a greater gift. It's so a great journaling experience. Yeah. And if it helps anybody else, then I'm thankful. Yeah. So Oh, I had one other thing that helped with loneliness. Yeah. Is it okay to backtrack? Of course. Okay. Yes. I said one other thing. Yeah. Then, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I was, I didn't have fear to take my kids out. So as soon as I had Sam yeah. in Minnesota, as soon as it hit 30 degrees, we were outside doing stuff. I didn't fear going to museums or Walmart or any place. It was, I just took them out. Um, and when Molly was born, everyone told me, you know, you're not going to want to go out by yourself for the first little bit. And I was just like, but I need to leave. You know, yeah. I need to get out of my house. And I did not have fear to take them on walks, to take them grocery shopping, to take them anywhere. And so being fearless kind of helped yeah. that loneliness. Because as soon as I got my wings again to be free and to leave the house and do stuff with my kids, that also helped yeah. ease that loneliness and that burden well and I think it's um I think it's awesome to take your kids places I'm a big advocate of leaving the house with your children (laughs) going places and exploring together and and yeah it'd be great if my husband could come too because it's another adult but that's not the reality for most of the time and so even from a small the young age I was always taking my kids places and doing things and my friend my um you know Liberty yes and she's been on the show and she she told me once that I was I encouraged her to get her wings and come with me because we would go to museums and we'd take all the kids and somehow me coming with my brood made it so she's like, Oh, if Carol's doing it, then I can try. Yes. Yeah. And so we would we've traveled yeah. we've traveled several hours away all around the state of Alabama to go to different museums or historical sites or any interesting thing we think the kids would enjoy and just yeah. get out of the house. And it helps you have a good day. So when your husband comes home from work, you're like, this is what I did. This is what I did. I did something. I, yeah. It was not simply. I got out of my pajamas. <laughs> right? Which... I didn't do my makeup, but I got out of my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> and some days, what you did was everyone got fed. 
and yeah. we are in semi-clean clothes. Yeah. Hooray for us. Yes. Like Accomplishment. <laughs> accomplishment right there. Huzzah. Yeah. We're winners. <laughs> We're winners. But some days you can, you know, oh. put on clean clothes and leave the house. It's and great. it's wonderful. It's wonderful yeah. when you can shower. <laughs> when you can shower. <laughs> when you can shower, when you can leave the house. But yeah, that helped my loneliness is being fearless and not I think worrying that's about huge. the germs, not worrying about the light breeze or the sunshine, but... Yeah. Being prepared and, and going out, making sure you have the proper tools. Well, that's the thing is there's so many, there's so many things you can use now. Like they've made motherhood so, so easy, easy. a lot easier than pioneer age. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You can, if you want to go outside, there is a way to keep your child in the shade and out of the wind yes. and warm. Yes. And so do it. So we did it. Yeah. I love Hikes it. Bikes and biking and swimming and I love it. Anything outdoors. It's good. Yeah. Well, and I think it makes for happy children too, personally. Yeah. I think I think kids need fresh air. Yep. I know I need fresh air, so why wouldn't they need fresh yes, air? Yes, I need fresh air. Sam is the happiest outside, and Molly is quickly learning. We are outside a lot. We're outside a lot. <laughs> Hope you're ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> so, great. And she will be. It's she good. will be. We're training her well. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So do you have any advice for other moms that are in your life situation right now with two little kids? and Besides being fearless and just getting out there, which I think is... yeah. I, I can't overstate that enough. I think it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, that's been my big thing. Adapting and overcoming is my other like yeah. life motto is adapt and overcome, be fearless. And then I personally don't dwell on the germs of the world. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but I feel like a, a lot of, at least my younger friends or with moms with younger children, they dwell on I can't go to the grocery store because the carts have germs or I can't I can't go on this walk because what if my kids get dirty or I can't do this because of you know there's always an excuse or please sanitize my hands and there's a time for sanitizing trust me there's a time for sanitizing (laughs) but it's like every time and so I I try not to dwell on that and my kids have super hardy immune systems they're hardly sick and it sometimes we can shelter them too much and then yes they don't have the reserve yeah. Like their, their immune systems can't grow if they don't ever have opportunity to be exposed to, anti, you yeah. know, it, germs. Yeah. They can't build the antibodies. Yeah. And it's not like my kids have never been sick. They've been sick, even my little three-month-old. But but they get over it fast and yeah. they're unafraid to go places. So that is my other thing is just don't be... Don't, don't be afraid. the germs of the world keep you from going out with newborns, with your three-year-old. I love that. Well, and there's ways that you can take your newborn out and even your little three-month-old and everybody doesn't have to be kissing her no right like you can take her out and she can be with you and you can be doing things but no one has to touch her yeah and then so so what's wrong with that i kept her in her car seat with her little cover whenever we go out we just i close her up so it's not like i'm handing her to strangers and being like kiss my baby right she's cute (laughs) she's cute please share your drugs with her no i'm not afraid i keep her bundled but I also you take her. But I also take her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a way to get around and avoid germs, but just but just not be afraid of them yeah. and have it keep you homebound. Yes, and therefore don't let it cripple you. And therefore lonely, yeah. really, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I love that. I'm to think if there's anything else, but that is what's kept me sane. Oh. And I love happy. that. And so, what kinds of things do you love to do by yourself that refill you so that you can be the kind of mom you want to be? Um. <laughs> I love TV. <laughs> Do you? Is yes. that just having a break? Uh, yeah. When I can watch my show, any of shows, I, 
that's not Paw Patrol or Blue's Clues. Really? That doesn't, it's that not, doesn't, Paw Patrol doesn't do it for you. It's got to be something you want to watch. Uh, yeah, if it's, if it's my show, I love a good solid hour or two of TV. <laughs> and oh. then um, the other things that do fill me up, I, we have, I'm in a book club and I love reading. That's why I save my precious time for reading. For the two for, days, for things that you two want days to before read. Before book club <laughs> right. happens, I read my book. And right, then, right. But it's amazing every time I read a book, it, it just helps me feel like myself. I'm in a soccer um, team. I'm on a soccer team. I'm in a bunko group. We meet once a month. Um, Sam and I, my youngest or my oldest, is we're starting to craft together. So that's really fun to, to teach him, teach him things, uh, new things. And then exercise is a big one. I love to exercise. That keeps me sane. And then also date nights with my husband. Do you guys make that a priority? We do. We make I need we I need that. I don't know if he needs that, but I need it because How could he not? Of course he needs it too. I beg him to take me on right. dates. So mm-hmm. I, I that's why I said I don't know. I'm sure he loves it. In fact I know that he loves it. But I'm also sure if I wouldn't say anything, it'd be totally fine too. Because he's alone all day. And well, so, and he's at work, so to come work, home yeah. is a break, right? Exactly. And but for you, you to be removed from your work location. Yes, and from my workload. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, date nights. I love date nights with my husband, and I we're trying to implement once a year trips, just the two of us. So this year we're hoping to get away, and it doesn't have to be exotic. It doesn't have to be out of the country. We're just going to get away for a couple days. Just alone together. Yeah, just alone together. Yeah. And that helps us feel more like ourselves too. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, you have shared some amazing tips and tricks and I appreciate you sharing your struggles because I, I think that it's good for us to talk about things that are hard and what we're doing about it and even things that are hard and ask for help. Like, yeah. okay, and I don't know what to do about this. So <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. and. Yeah. I really, really enjoy our friendship. And thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're awesome. Thank you. You are so welcome. This was fun. Didn't you just love my conversation with Amanda? I know I did. I loved her enthusiasm and her just relaxed, chill attitude that everything will work out as long as we adapt and overcome. Everything will be fine. Just keep adapting and we'll overcome. She is an inspiration to me, and I'm so honored that she considers me someone that she looks up to in mothering as I learn a lot from her as I watch her with her cute children. I am so glad you joined us today and look forward to our next Epic Mom podcast. Make it an epic day. Thanks for joining me on the Epic Mom Podcast. Tune in next week when I visit with Marilee Rackham, an adoptive mom and marriage and family therapist. It's a great conversation and you don't want to miss it. If you're enjoying the Epic Mom Podcast, please go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review. We'll take five stars if you're willing to give them. And don't forget to tell your friends and hit subscribe. Make it an epic day.